kiss my ads. That's right. No need to get the wax out your ears. I said ads, ADS. Get your mind out the gutter. Tonight, I'm going to give you a master class on how to make better advertisements. A lot of the reasons you're not getting customers, you're not getting sales on your website, you're not getting those campaigns popping is because you don't know how to make big, juicy, voluptuous, sexy ads. That's what works. Because those ads are going to turn into sales and those sales are going to turn into success. So get ready. Get a pencil out, get some paper, take some notes. Because tonight, it's all about the ads, baby. Ow! What's good? It's your boy Jay Gibson C on founder of Rethink Rich Academy, the new face of finance. Get used to it. And I'm also the founder of Signature Strategy Group. And I'm just going to give you the game tonight. It's a masterclass. Get your pencil and paper out. Because after tonight, you're going to be telling all your haters, all those other businesses out there, all those people who you don't support. When they see you balling and shot calling, you're going to be telling them, kiss my ads. That's right. So... The whole point of tonight's episode is to give you some game on how to make better advertisements, how to make content that's engaging, that gets the results you want, which is more sales, right? You cannot have a business without sales. So we're going to switch gears tonight. I know we got into a lot of the social commentary that was going on and that was needed at that time, but now it's time to look ahead. And in order to look ahead, we have to get back to business. Now, getting back to business means helping you the entrepreneur, the business owner, the aspiring boss to create better ads so that you can get your customer's attention. But in order to do that, there's a few things you have to do. So we're going to start right now. So the first thing you need to figure out when you're trying to put together, you know, sexy, sexy ads that just people can't pass by, right? It's kind of like if you're walking down the street and you just see a person that just, you know, you know, those type of people that stop traffic, you know what I mean? Maybe they, you know, they dress provocatively. Maybe, you know, it's just something about them that makes you pay attention. That's the same thing you want your ads to do, to make people pay attention. So in order to do that, there's a few different things you have to do, and I'm going to break them down, and then we're going to, I'm going to just list them, then we're going to break them down. So the first one is the objective. What is the point? What are you trying to get them to do? Are you trying to get them to buy something? Are you simply trying to get them to download your free offer? Or are you trying to just get attention? A lot of times, businesses put out advertisements just to get the name out there and build awareness. So that's the first thing you have to do. Now, once you figure out what the objective of the ad is, we have to figure out who you're talking to. And that's your audience. So you want to make sure that your audience is um, correctly uh, matched up with, with the objective of the advertisement, right? And then what do all advertisements do? They create some type of incentive, right? What is the, the actual thing? What is in it for the customer? Yeah, this is a great product. It looks good, but what's in it for me, right? And you have to do that. And that's the hook. That's what really kind of separates, you know what I mean? The stuff that you just keep on scrolling or keep on, um, you know, clicking the remote. And the stuff you stop on is something that sticks with you, right? And uh, the last thing you need to do is create a sense of urgency. You don't need to let people say, hey, you can come back whenever you want. When you go to stores, what do they say? It's a sales, a limited time offer. That is creating a sense of urgency, and that's key to any great ad, right? So there's a few things you need to do. So let's start out, um, you know, with the whole point of the objective, right? So what is the objective? So let's just say your objective is to get more sales. So if to get if you want to get more sales, you have to have an offer. So what are you offering? What does your product or service do? Um, and you should be able to do that in about one sentence. You should be able to lay that out and give people information very, very uh, succinctly and straight to the point. So if your product is, let's say you make lotions. And so obviously the point of your ad would be to sell more lotion or to brag about how your lotion is better than the competitors. So that's the first thing you have to do. But what does your lotion do? 
right? Your lotion may um, moisturize the skin better. It may use natural products. Some people are allergic to certain oils and fragrances and perfumes that are in lotions. So you may have a lotion that is, you know, um, geared up uh, or set up or has a certain formula in it that is better for a certain demographic. Certain people have different um, levels of dry skin. Some people have different skin conditions and you may have a lotion. Some people sweat a lot. Some, a lot of lotions, sometimes if they're, you know, oil-based or water-based, you know, they may make you sweat. And so your lotion may keep people dry and cool while still providing moisture. So that's your unique selling point. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to do. There's a lot that you can do there, but that's first, the first thing. So let's, let's just figure out and let's just assume that you have a lotion company and you're trying to figure out how to, you're trying to put the ads together, sorry about that, to get more sales, right? You're trying to just get sales. Um, and so therefore you have to figure out the number two step, which is who is your audience? So is your audience, you know, a certain demographic? Is it a certain age group? Is it a certain, um, you know, is it a certain section? What is the, what is the audience you're talking to? Who is your crowd? And, you know, depending on, like we said, we established that product and let's just say, um, your product is set to moisturize or it's all natural. It's organic. That's even better because that's more of a niche right now. That's very popular. People don't want to use products. Um, you know, and that space is basically the beauty space. Um, and people like to use products that are all natural that don't have a lot of chemicals in them and products that do not harm animals. So those are unique selling points of your business. But now you still have to figure out who's going to buy them. Now, the first thing you want to do when you do that is to set up your demographics. Um, I think a lot of times when people are advertising specifically online, they do not have the they, they don't know. They want to hit too broad of a target. They're trying to sell their product to everybody. And that's a big no-no. You need to drill down in the beginning um, and build an audience. And you need to base that on research. But if you, let's say you've had your product for a while, you've let people try it. You've let people um, test it out. Let's say you gave out 100 testers of a different, you know, different people, different ethnicities, different ages, different types of skin. And you've gotten your results back. And now you see that a certain group... Uh, uses your product or likes your product or gives you the best feedback. So you're going to go after those people. Those are the people who say they would be willing to buy your product, which is the whole point. So the first thing you need to do is figure out the age. What is that age group? Now, the most popular age groups, I'm going to break them down for you. Like I said, you can get your pen and paper out and write this down. So it could be 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, 55 to 64, and then 65 and up. And there's there's different, you know, most people, the most coveted group, um, by the way, is the 18 to 24 demographic because they're just young. They're out there. They have a they, they don't have the responsibilities of most people who have kids and a mortgage and all this other stuff. So they take their money and they just spend it pretty frivolously. I mean, we all been in college. That's typically the college age group. And, you know, in the graduate eight graduate school group. And they basically waste a lot of money on stuff they don't need. Um, and they're also very passionate about certain things. So if you can get them to accept your product and champion your product, they'll be very passionate about it. And they're, luck they're most likely to stay loyal. Then you have, let's say, somebody in that age group, 35 to 44. And for, the, for that section, maybe the 35 to 44 and the 45 to 54, they probably have more disposable income because they're more established. You know, they have a career. So based on your particular product, that may be an attractive group for you. Your product may be for some type of, um, you know, fitness thing or some type of uh some type of product that's geared to a more adult person someone in their mid-30s to 40s um they may need something like say if you're in the financial space which i do also do you know uh financial advice for people and you know helping them structure their their life you know to be financially successful um, so that would appeal more like if you're doing retirement planning, you're talking about IRAs and all that type of stuff. That's going to gear more to that 35 to 44, 45 to 54 crowd. And you have to go through that. Now, the next part of that is the gender. Is it male, female? Um, you know, what 
who are you talking? Are you talking guys? Like there's a new company, Manscaped, obviously in the title. It's man and landscaping. That's a new hybrid term that's, you know, become trendy in the lexicon of men grooming, right? The whole male grooming, male beauty products, believe it or not, are some of the highest grossing um, products right now in the market. So you may have, like I said, we, we have this, this company is the lotion company, right? Larry's lotion. And, you know, he may be targeting, um, dudes because dudes are very ashy sometimes, you know, big shout out to my man, Donnell Rollins, you know, ashy Larry, you know, so ashy Larry went on and got Larry's lotion. You feel me? So now he's no longer ashy. And then that turns into, ethnicity, different ethnicities. Um, while we're all the same people, we have different skin conditions based on a lot of times our DNA and our, and our ethnicity. So where you may have someone who's a person of color, um, they may want the product that deals with, you know, um, you know, the skin, you know, getting the ash off, right? Um, where someone else may not be, you know, it's, 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 they may not, even though they may want to put on lotion for, you know, for to moisturize their skin, they don't, the, the ash selling point is not really going to, it's not really going to catch their, their ear. They don't understand what you're talking about. So you have to make sure when you're spending money to put ads out, and I'll get to that later, the importance of, you know, actually, I'm going to get to that after my next point, because to, to do all of this and not understand why you're doing it, um, it may be putting the cart before the horse. So we have the age, we have the gender, and now we have the ethnicity. So if we're going after the ashy crowd, you might want to go after someone in, you know, some a person of color, right? Whether it's guy or girl. But then you may have people who are Caucasian or fair-skinned people who don't who don't uh, have the ash problem, but they may need sun protection. What's the best lotion in the game? The biggest selling market is sunblock, right? Sunscreen. And so they need that. There's different PFs um, levels, and that's levels of protection based on their skin type. So they have they have uh, a lot of categories for that for that uh, for that crowd. And that's something that you have to think about. But the, but before we really dig any deeper, I want to say this. You have to, as a business owner, right? I don't care if you have a small business or website business. A lot of people are relying on social media, the free versions of social media, and then wondering why they're not getting traffic because they're not respecting the fact that just like back in earlier decades where people would advertise on radio, television, and magazine publications, that is the same thing now. It's just in a digital form. So you're not going to get as much traction as you think if you do not. Now, you may not use necessarily Instagram or Facebook or YouTube ads, but you should be doing it. If you're not doing it, you're missing out. But let's say you're doing a different form of advertising. Maybe you're doing live demonstrations, right? And so you go you go to trade shows. You go to different places where these people are going to be. They want to take because that's a product that they need to see for themselves. Hey, this smells good. Oh, this is this is nice. Yeah, my skin feels good. You know, I'm not ashy. Look at, you know what I mean? Look at my knuckles. Everything looks good. And that's important to people because let's say you're in a professional setting. Um, you go outside and you're shaking people's hands and, you know, you take a shower, hopefully, you know, on a regular basis, then you need to be lotioned up, right? In, in the cultural, you know, coming from the African-American community, that's a cultural thing. You do not want to go outside, um, you know, looking ashy because you just look unkept. And, it's, and especially your hands when you're shaking people's hands and your face, um, you know, and so they, they, you have to make sure that you're groomed and you're professional and you're clean. So those are things that um, would sell in that community. Um, and that's just something that, you know, I can let you guys know. But in order to reach that community, resonate with that community, you need to spend the money to not only understand that demographic, understand your customer, but also to get your product in front of them some way, shape or form. Right. Word of mouth, family, family and friends is not going to do it. So just before we say that, to make sure you understand to put together an advertising budget, figure out what, how much money you have that you can divert into your business. Um, what are you willing to cut off maybe out of your personal expenditures to put that and create a budget for the business? Because before you can do any of these things, you have to have the products, you have to have the ability to create and distribute and make sure you can deliver the products to the customer. And you also have to have money to advertise to the customer or some savvy way of doing it. Right. So those are key elements to understand. So we have 
why we're what the product is, what are we trying to accomplish by the ad, and now who are we talking to? So now the first, you know, you know, most people they would stop at age, they would stop at gender, and then they would stop at ethnicity, right? But then when you go through ethnicity, you can also say what languages do they speak, right? You can have Hispanic people who are American who speak English. You have Hispanic people who only speak Spanish. That would definitely break down and be different as towards those different groups. You have Asian people who are American, vice versa. You know, they speak um, a fluent English. Other people, you know, may speak a different dialect. And so you have to understand that because you literally, they won't be able to understand what your ad is saying or who you're talking to. Then, you know, the savvy, the savvy marketer, the savvy uh, boss, he's going to go to the next level and say, what is the education level? Like, let's say you have a product that's, um, like I just said earlier about a financial product. You may market it different ways for somebody who only has, not saying you need a college degree, but that type of person would, would, would take and receive your information differently than somebody who may only have a high school diploma or is a, you know, a dropout, a school dropout. That, that, that communication is different because somebody who's a college grad and you have a product that helps um, you, you know, help chop your student loans. Let's say you have some kind of app or something that is going to, you know, resonate different. If someone doesn't have education, right, then, you know, they may not need that. They may need something for their business that they started. Or if someone's in high school, they're going to need a different, they're going to be looking for a different product than somebody um, who has a doctoral degree. So somebody just coming out of high school, going into college, you may have a, a, a product that sells everything you need for your dorm room, um, you know, the, the, the first, that first freshman uh, orientation or your college, um, you know, laundry kits and all of the things that go through that experience. You graduate in high school, you know, you may need something summer, grad, summer is coming up or prom is coming up and those type of things. You may have a, a photography business. You're targeting high school seniors who are going to the prom. You see what I'm saying? You might have the different ethnicities. So we know the age group. It could be male or female. And we know what is the who's the audience, right? So those are the people that we're trying to talk to. So that's just giving you insight how this information is vital. And if you write it down, you'll be able to really target your ads a lot better. Now, Depending on the product you have, really any product, you have to say, what is your price point? So let's say your price point for your lotion is 10 bucks, right? So you want to hit people who have 10 bucks, that's disposable income. So you want to break down the monthly income, what you think the people have. It could start as little as 1000 and go all the way up to over 100000 depending on who you're talking about. Now, let's say, you like we said, we have an organic product. So that can sell at a higher price point because it's all natural. It's, um, you know, made with some specialty type of um, uh, cream or herb in it. Uh, it has some kind of natural additive to it that makes it work more like, say, ginseng. Ginseng was so popular, they started putting it in everything, okay? So that particular uh, method and, you know, sales technique of putting a specialty item, like every couple of years, like lavender, lavender's in everything now, right? So those type of things, what can you put on what type of price you're going to charge is based on, you know, the quality of the product you have or where you're trying to position yourself in the market. You may want to sell $100 lotion. People say, well, you know, this lotion costs $100. It, it better do its job. But if it if it delivers those results, you're targeting a different market. You're trying to position yourself up there with the high fashion creams and things that, you know, cost. They might spend $100 for a little bottle as big as your thumb. You know what I mean? So depending on what your what your audience is and what their income level is depends on how you would market the product. Okay. Um, and then, you know, de de depending on any kind of product you got, is this product something that serves a certain, you know, uh, calendar event, right? So like I, like I used the example of the high school senior graduation and prom, those are events that people want to capture that. Those are things that people may, the parents may want to buy a certain gift for their, uh, you know, for their child for graduation, um, you know, or it may be a product that let's say if you're a jewelry store, you want to hit the, 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 you want to hit 
the main holidays, which is Valentine's Day, you know, Christmas, and then maybe your anniversary or birthday. So those are things that you would gather information about your customers and you would also keep that those customers on file. And when the anniversaries come up, when the birthdays come up, when the holidays come up, guess who's there? You're there in the right place at the right time with the information. So that's something you want to pay attention to, right? And so you want to gather as much information as you can about your audience. So there are several different types. I mean, we can go layer upon layer. And I told you guys tonight's the master class. So let's get to it, right? So uh, is your customer a parent? A new parent is going to have a different uh, set of needs than someone who is a parent of a teenager or a parent with adult children, right? So therefore, those those are different uh, groups. Those are different niches. You may make baby clothes. If you make baby clothes, why would you be selling it to parents with teachers? So it's not enough to just click people who are parents. You know, when you're trying to put together these ads, you want to target it specifically to people with newborn babies, right? Or people with pre preschoolers. They're going to be looking for some type of educational tool. They're going to be looking for some type of, you know, activity or something that's going to stimulate them and give them something to do or train them up as they go into those preschool years, right? So versus someone with a teenager, they may need something like, you know, let's say car insurance. Um, You know, hey, your teen's just getting ready to drive. You know, you want to change up your insurance. Make sure you have uh, all the proper coverage. So you see where I'm going with this thing? Make sure, you know, I want to make sure you guys are absorbing what I'm putting in because tonight we're really going to dig into it. And for the month of June, um, we're going to really break down and give you guys assignments each and every week and then, you know, find people along the way. Uh, who who need help and give them the same breakdown and see if we can improve their ads. Um, you may have some of you know, the weather your product. Now, say if you have the lotion, it doesn't really matter if you're Republican, conservative, if you're, but you know, everybody needs lotion. But there's a way you can target it that way. The election's coming up. You can have the, the blue bottle and the red bottle. And, you know, they're fighting with different with different scents or different, let's say you're selling beverages, different flavors. You got the blue flavor and the red flavor. So depending on if you're conservative or liberal or whatever, hey, you can pick the blue one, you know. So that just drives sales. And that's what you want. You want to tap into as much information as possible about your customer. You need to know your customer. Now, that's why we're here. We're here to get you in gear. So we're going to go through a few more demographics and then I'm going to break down some other stuff. So you have their workplace, right? Do they, are they a firefighter or are they a bus driver or they're a teacher? That has a lot to do with the products they may need or the type of stuff they buy for their particular world that they're in. Um, where does this person hang out? Do they like to go to church, right? There's a whole branch of products that are targeted towards church people. Do they go to the mall? Do they go to sporting events? If you have a ticket website, you want to hit, you know, people probably, um, you know, males and females, but let's just say your top customer be a male, um, let's say in that 35 to 44 range, you know, they, they want to go because they'll go to the game and they'll bring their kid. And that's a bonding experience. So that's something that you could target to them. Then you want to get into the favorite music genre, right? That can also tell you a lot about your customer. Does your customer like reggae music? Do they like classical music? Do they like country music? Do they like rock music? Do they like hip hop? Whatever. Do they like jazz, right? So you'll see in certain commercials like the Lexus commercials, they have maybe some jazz playing in the background because it gives that that elegance it gives that it's a more refined approach they're not you know hey come down sunday and we got the toyota dawn you feel me you you, you had nothing to, no no disrespect to toyota but that's not what we're going for here so then also you want to go into what type of books do they read right this we're building what they call a customer persona your ideal customers out there you just have to figure out what you're selling Right. What what it does be able to easily explain that. And then we get to who are we talking to, because that makes all the difference. Those three keys right there that I gave you will dramatically increase your sales capacity because you need to kind of get everything organized. We do a lot of time, you know, and I'm a creator as well. You know, I have my Willy Wonka. Sometimes I get my Willy Wonka on. But regardless of that, whatever you're selling, you got 50 different ideas. 
you have to have a process and a system of how to identify your customer and how to talk to your customer if you want to convert them into a sale. And that's and that's really the key. So like I said, the books they read, the events do they go to, they go to do they like going to the movies? Do they like going to art festivals? Do they like, you know, to just stay at home? The streaming services are killing them right now because they were already geared to target customers who stay at home. They, they have content for each demographic. They have content for different you know, ethnicities, um, you see a lot more, uh, let's say, you know, urban content on some of the streaming platforms. You see a lot of more international, right? I've noticed a lot of European films up there, stuff where they doing voiceovers and stuff. So you can tell that the, the, the mouth is look like a mouth movements. It's kind of like a Bruce Lee flick. Hey, where you're going? Right. I'm going to fight. Right. You see what I'm saying? So that became a thing. Like, you know, back in the days, just to give you guys a little history lesson, back in the days of the Kung Fu flicks, you know, they had to put the voiceovers and the voice at that time. The technology wasn't the greatest, even still to this day, to sync up video with the audio when they're speaking a different language. Because remember, the mouth movements that you would make speaking English, if I'm talking in French or Japanese, I'm going to be making different mouth movements so it doesn't always time up with the audio. So it started sometime being like two seconds off and it got popular to the point that that just became like um, a little nuance, a little Easter egg, a little nugget to the culture. It became like a little something that went along with those type of movies. Um, big shout to my man, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, who put out my name is Dolomite is my name right on Netflix. If you watch that, his whole thing was black exploitation films. He was a comedian. He was raunchy. His audience was the urban and uh, the urban consumer, you know, guy or girl, but adults because his comedy was very raunchy. So he wanted he put his own comedy record together, and he had a certain routine that would talk to a certain people, and it built a cult like following. Um, but he his whole thing. The funny part of the movie is where he's making this black exploitation film, and it got and the, the writer he gets somebody to help him write. And he's like, what do you want? He's like, yeah, I want to have a lot of kung fu fights and a whole lot of sex. And I got to be uh, some car chases, you know, because that's what people want to see. They want to see karate chops and they want to see sex scenes, you know, and they want to see car chases. And if you look at the popular movies at that time, they all kind of had the same thing. Even some of the movies we watch to this day, they got to have the car chase scene. They got to have the shootout scene. Then you got to have the love scene, right? So it's all you can kind of see the, the diet. You can see where the stories going, you know, 10 minutes into the movie. So you have to, you know, put your, the same thing with your content that, I mean, with your advertisements, because the, the, <laughs> these movies is the same thing. They're serving a certain demographic. All right. So let's keep breaking this thing down. You have to, you don't want to stereotype people in real life, but in business, you need to stereotype your customer. What do they like or try to anticipate? Maybe find those things that the big companies are not thinking about. They, they don't really know the customer. They think the customer likes one thing. But if you do your research and you talk to people, you'll find out they may like the product for a different reason or they don't like a product because it doesn't do a certain thing. Where the, cut, where the, where the other bigger corporate 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 media people or the corporate marketing people that, you know, the, the Fifth Avenue, they're going to come at it from a different angle. They're just looking at the top line demographics, right? We're going to do women 25 to 34 who make $50,000 and up a year. They're not looking at well, certain people may like this umbrella because the, the 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 handle of it has a rubber grip and where yours has a wood handle trying to look fancy, but it slips in their hands when they're, you know, going into the thing or it doesn't have, um, you know, it doesn't have the string doesn't come around uh, enough the, you know, the, the, the Velcro strap. So now you have to basically you get wet every time because you're trying to pull the strap over or something like that. Something minor details do not underestimate the details. That's what makes your product, uh, can make your product a billion dollar success. Right. So those are things that you want to look at. So now we're going to say, where are we going to put these ads? Right. Are you going to put them on Facebook? Are you going to put them on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, your personal website? Are you going to send them out through email? Are you going to um, send them out through text message? All of that matters. OK, because once you figure out who you're talking to, 
what they like and what and what they don't like, you got to figure out what platform are you going to talk to them on? Are you going to catch their attention on? We went through that whole list of demographics. Each one of those even breaks down even further when you see that, let's say if you're talking to 18 and 24-year-olds, you may want to do a text campaign. You may want to hit the social media websites like an Instagram because that's where people of that, you know, TikTok and stuff like that, they're going to be on those websites where, say, if you're trying to talk to uh, 35 to 44 and you, let's say you have a product, you're putting out a book that's targeting business people or you look at, you know, you want to hit people on LinkedIn. That's more of a professional's network. If you have something like a cookbook or cooking classes that you're teaching or you have some type of food product, you might want to hit Facebook or Twitter, go into those food communities, those foodie places, those groups and stuff, and those hashtags, people who follow certain um, local cuisine, and you want to target that with you know, the restaurants in those areas. If people like this, if people who like uh, cilantro, they're going to be a certain demographic. People who like sriracha are usually within a certain age group and they have, you know, if they like sriracha, they may like reggaeton music and stuff like that. Or maybe they like country music. I don't know because they're from Texas. So they got that whole Tex-Mex thing going. So see what I'm saying? How particular and granular you need to be when you're targeting your customers. So now after we figured all of that out, we have to figure out how to do some key things. Now we got Everything in shape. We're ready to make some ads. We're ready to tell these haters to kiss my ads, right? But you're still not ready yet. See, you're still not ready. You have to come back to the boss, but I'm going to give you the game right now. I'm going to give you some sauce. So the first thing you have to do, what do you have to do? I gave you an example earlier in the episode. I said, you're walking down the street. Let's say you're a guy. You see this beautiful woman. She's walking down the street. She has on a red dress. The wind is blowing. Her hair is flowing. She got on these shades, right? Designer looking shades. She's got on this dress. It's beautiful. Her shoes, shoe game is killing. She's just killing them out there. You may not even want to step up and, and introduce yourself, but you're just admiring, right? You're admiring the beauty. You're admiring the swag. You're admiring just her, her awesomeness, right? And so what, what most guys are going to walk down the street, their head's going to turn, right? And God forbid they're with their lady at that time because when that head turns back you might get a smack but we're gonna stick to the we're gonna stick to the game plan tonight right that that's another episode so the first thing what did that person do that person grabbed your attention okay so if they if if you want to grab your customer's attention do the same thing right use certain language it's hey hey how you doing there attention um alert right sale right limited time offer or you want to pose a question to them. That's the best way to get a conversation going is to ask a question. But that question needs to be targeted around what is their pain point? What is the problem that you're trying to solve, right? So the first thing you want to do, now I'm not telling you to, you know, just go out there and, and just claim that you can cure cancer or anything like that. What I want you to do, though, is exaggerate their problems. So a good example of this could be like some of those commercials the as seen on tv stuff so then now think about it we came out with these hoses these expandable hoses um that are supposed to stretch out to 100 feet and then coil back down to a five pound thing you can hold in your hand so what do they do they show you the, the old holes right they're going to show you what you currently have Anybody who's, you know, dealt with gardening or trying to wash their car in the driveway, that rubber hose, man, that's a workout. You feel me? God forbid. And then what does it do? It also it always gets tied up in knots and it um it 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 uh it causes the the water to not flow correctly, right? Or you can spring a leak. And it's nothing worse than turning your hose on, not knowing you have a leak, and then that little stream of water is splashing you all on your on your knees and your shins and stuff while you're trying to wash the car, right? You're trying to wash the car, not wash yourself. So that's that's a headache. Then let's say you're trying to pull that hose around the corner. If you're doing the garden, right? You hit that one bed on the on one side of the front door, but then when you're going to hit that side bed over there, you got to yank the thing. What happens? The hose gets all caught up through the uh, uh, plants and you may destroy your plants. And for any, all my gardeners out there, all my people with the with the sprinkler systems, all my you know uh, John Deere aficionados out there cutting that grass, and that's really into that. 
I mean, that's just so you got a heavy hose that springs a leak and it kills all your plants because it's so heavy and difficult to move. Well, here comes super hose. Super hose is only weighs two pounds. Super hose is made of a fine polycarbonate uh, SpaceX technology that makes it indestructible. Look, we can fly a whole, we can ride a whole 18 wheeler truck over this thing and it's never going to go because we all know when that hose, the connected piece to the hose, when that stuff gets, uh, uh, the, the, the threads in that go, you're just turning and turning and turning and it never connects and then it's water always spilling it's not a secure seal so Oz has that secure seal and it's lightweight and guess what you don't have to worry about getting caught between the garden because guess what it's a light hose you can just flip it and it's going to it's going to flip right over those daisies or whatever you got lilies or whatever and your wife's going to be happy because it's not going to kill up the whole garden it's not going to tear all the plants out the ground and it retracts back so guess what it's no need to roll that dirty think about it. you just yank that 50 foot hose that weighs 30 pounds through your yard through the mulch tore up the mulch guess what that hose is when you go to roll it back up filthy so now you gotta get a big you rolling up this heavy filthy leaking uh hose that just tore out all your flowers or you could buy a super hose for just 9.99 and guess what if you buy it today and put in the code Super hose, you'll get two more hoses. You just pay for the shipping and handling. Now, we've all saw that ver some version of that commercial. That's what I'm telling you. But what they are they doing? They're exaggerating the problem. You may have one of those problems. It's very rarely you have all of those problems. Or you need to take that hose back to wherever you got it from and get your money back before you even buy the super hose. But they're, they're making it, they're making, like they say, I'm going to give you an offer that you can't refuse. So he's basically eliminating every excuse. He's highlighting every single problem that you have that we all can relate to. So it makes it, they already get over the objections. I don't need a new hose. You know, oh, how could this little thing hold up to, you know, what I need for my lawn and my yard, right? So they're showing you the power, the diversity, the durability, the convenience, and it solves all your problems, right? So that's the next step. Offer to solve their problem, right? After you exaggerate the problem, you you got to have the solution. So you want to find a easy way um, to that they can get what they want, which they want in that case, they want to use their hose and they don't want to have to yank it across the whole yard and they don't want it to spring a leak and they don't want it to weigh 30 pounds. So if you can solve that problem, you got to sell. And that's what you want to do. But you want to be uh, very clear. Very clear, very understandable. You don't overpromise that you can cure cancer and you this is this thing is going to slices, it dices, it, it, it gets your mail for you, it sweeps the floor for you. It's not going to do all that stuff, right? Because you're going to have that customer that's going to complain. Somebody from Boise, Idaho, big shout to Boise, but somebody's going to call up and complain. Hello? Yeah, I bought this super house. It was supposed to be the best thing ever. And I took it out of the box. And uh, the whole thing had a whole big hole in it and it wouldn't even uh, hold any water. You know, so you're always going to have that problem or it may do what it's supposed to do, but you said it was going to do all 10 other things and it doesn't do all of that. Just keep it simple. You don't have to do all of that. Right. So you want to make sure before you uh, put an ad together. You need to do what they what is called ad copy. Now, for my entrepreneurs, I'm giving you some very valuable game because I'm letting you know what these advertising agencies are going to charge you is phenomenal to put these ads together. When if you can go through these steps I just gave you and you can come up with kind of what you want. Right now, we're in the, the, the beauty of the social media era is you can put your own ad together or get it done at a very low cost, but you'll be able to give the editor um, or the people who shooting it, the camera crew or whatever, uh, precise instructions, clear instructions, clear messaging. This is what we're trying to get across. The pictures that they see, the video that they see, the music should all match the mood of the ad. It should catch your attention. People should have on bright colors or whatever it is that's going to make them keep watching because the longer they're watching, the better they're going to buy. So what you need to do most times is write down what your ad, how it's going to play, basically make it like a, a script and acting. Um, they usually rehearse the line. So some person, they have dialogue going back and forth. 
You need to do that. You need to play this thing out, you know, whether it's writing it down on a piece of paper or making some storyboards. And now you say, hey, that's a lot, man. I can't make no storyboards. I did well then find people who may be an intern, a college student, maybe a family, a friend that can help you and sit down and say, hey, I'm trying to put together this ad. You want to star in it? I don't know about this. Some of the best ads have been from people. You, there's a new commercial um, with Anthony Anderson from the show Blackish with his mother, and they promoted as this is his real mother. And she's talking about the cell phone that I think it was it's with T-Mobile or Verizon or one of these uh, cell phone companies, and it's showing how it gets great service anywhere she's at. So she's at the club. She's at the church. She's everywhere with the phone. Now the phone works everywhere because her old phone, you know, kept going out on her. She couldn't get any uh, reception, right? She couldn't get a signal. So that's the whole gimmick to the commercial. And it's his mom. So now it's like the dynamic of mother and son. She's she's hovering the the, the helicopter mom. And she's always, now she can call him any time of night, any time of day, because she's got service everywhere. He didn't think about that part. But the part is he's a good son because he got his mother a new phone. And we've all had that call if we're of a certain age where they don't understand how the cell phone works, but they know they need a new one. Right. And that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. Then you get them the new one. They don't know how that one works neither. But hey, if they can figure out one feature or two, you, you're a good son or daughter. So just get your mom the new phone and explain how it works later. Right. But that's what you want to do. So you want to write down and plan out what the ad's going to be. Then you want to revise it. Don't just go with the first version. A lot of times, like I said, we're slapping these Facebook ads out there. You get some picture. You got, you know, some picture you snapped on your phone, which may came, may have came out great, but it probably can be better, right? Or we can probably find an image or take something from that and get a better, a better uh, professional photo. Even if it's a stock photo, there's plenty of sites out there. Um, you can go to stockphotos.com. Um, I think it's Photolia. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Photo Bucket. There's a bunch of sites that Pond5 is another good one. Um, P-O-N-D, the number five. Um, and you pay a, a, a licensing fee for the rights to use those photos. So if you have a website or something and you don't have photos yet, you can pay and get the legal rights to use those photos, you know. So that will help you if you're selling a certain product, you know, you want to have display photos that kind of, you know, will look professional. You don't want to look um, like you slapped that thing together, you know, uh, yourself because people are not going to respect your business the same way. So. We've learned some great things tonight, and you know I want to come back to this uh, in the next in the next session in the next uh, podcast and give you a little more game. But for right now, we told you let's just recap what we did. We figured out what is your product, what does it do, right? That's the first thing you have to figure out: what is your product and what does it do. Then once you figure that out, who is your customer? Who's your audience? Who are we talking to? You break down the demographics. You break down their age, their gender, their ethnicity, if they speak a certain language, what is their educational level, their monthly income, are they homeowners, are they renters, right? What is their marital status? This is all the classic demographic stuff. Um, what's their birthday month? What is, is it an anniversary? Is it Christmas? Is it their birthday? Whatever. So you need to know all of that. You need to know what career path they're in. You need to know as much information as possible. Then you want to figure out what platform matches up with that. Are we using Facebook? Are we using YouTube? Are we using Instagram, Twitter, uh, emails, text messages, you know, social media videos or whatever or live events, right? Then once we do that, we have to put together the actual ad. You have to what is the point to this ad, right? What is the point? Obviously, we picked out who is the audience, What's in it for them, right? That's your incentives. And then what is the sense of urgency? Now, I'll touch on that one um, before we get out of here. You want to make sure your ad has an expiration date. Now, there's some advertisements that they call evergreen content, something that you can just, it's not seasonal. Um, you know, it's just, hey, we've got this product here. It's a great product. It's a great time of year maybe to buy this product or whatever. But if it's an open-ended uh, offer, Right. And that's what an advertisement is, is an offer. You're offering to solve someone's problem with your product or service. So you don't want to say, hey, you can come by anytime you want. 
You know, you want them to feel like, hey, in order to take advantage of this opportunity, I can get this thing at a certain price. Even if you start out with a high price, like most products do when they first hit the market, um, to cover costs, the production costs, there'll be a high price because there's early adopters. We'll get into that on a future lesson, but there's different types of customers. You got the early adopters who they want to have the latest, like let's say with the iPhone. They want to have that new iPhone right now before two minutes, two days before you got it, just so they can stun on the gram that they got the new phone, right? They don't even get the case yet because they want everybody to see they got the new phone. And there's a whole status thing with that, but you want to, what is the incentive? And then what is the sense of urgency? What is the expiration date? Are your services on sale for forever, ever, forever, ever? Or are is, is, is are your services or is your product on sale for a limited time? It, and some things are like a one-day thing. You have 24 hours to take advantage of this price. You may drastically reduce the product just to see if people will respond to that. A lot of times you got to do your test marketing. You know, you got to do research. You got to try some things. It's trial and error. You might stumble upon a certain mixture of certain things that nobody else, you know, stumbled onto. And now you're getting sales. You tapped into a market by tweaking your metrics a little bit, not just being so stuck. I'm going 18 to 24. I need uh, Spanish kids that live in New Mexico, that wear the color green, that skateboard, <laughs> right? Now you could do that. And that's what I'm trying to give you the fundamentals. But then as you develop the fundamentals, freestyle, feel, feel free to tinker with it. Find a method that works. But the point of tonight's lesson was to get you thinking about how to clean up your advertisements. You want advertisements that grab attention, right? It makes them pay attention, right? You want to exaggerate the problem, right? Present the problem and then exaggerate it like, hey, this is just the worst problem in the world, isn't it? I could fix it for you right now for the low cost of $99.99, right? Then you want to offer, like I just said, offer to solve that problem, give them the solution, and then you want to kick them in the butt. You want what is called a call to action, light a fire under their butt. Hey, you got to download this link right now. You need to go to such and such website right now. You need to call 1-800-such-and-such right now. and that and Or come into our store this weekend at 8 a.m. Sale ends at noon. So they can put out these, Macy's is famous for that. They'll have these 48-hour or weekend sales or one-day sales. And if you're not there, if you, anything from 8 a.m. to noon is 50% off, right? And so that's going to get traffic in the store early. Most people are going to not get there exactly at 8 o'clock. They're going to get there at 10, 30, 11 o'clock by the time they finish browsing. And if they don't get to the register by noon, they, they may lose the right to, uh, to get that, that sale price, right? And so those are things that you just want to think about. Then you want to write down, and once you got all of that written together, write down and kind of think through it, revise that, do a two or three drafts of it, and then make sure you're, you're, it's like a conversation. Make sure you're talking and engaging with the customer. You're, you're talking to them and to their need and not at them. Right. Because people don't pay attention to that. The people who are very savvy to find a hook, find something that identifies with that customer that you're trying to uh, attract. Like I said, the beautiful woman walking down the street, she's got on the red dress. She's looking good. She's got the heels on. You know, you want to attract that attention. Right. Somebody walking down the street in a bozo the clown suit with a with 100 balloons in their hand. They're going to attract attention. Right. So you might have the new stores called Circus Burger. So you got a bunch of clowns going up and down the street giving out balloons. Now, that's a play on the movie It that just came out, you know, a couple years ago. Right. So people are already scared of clowns. Oh, I'm scared of these clowns. But they're not going to forget that you have Clown Burger. Come down to the clown. Is you down with the clown? You see what I mean? And so now... That's sticky. That's that's catchy. People like, hey, this clown burgers tastes kind of good. I know I might go back to clown burgers, right? Or maybe you hate clowns, so you so you know what I mean. It could be you could have a product. Let's say you helping people with their taxes, and so you got the creepy clown going over the thing, maybe with with the red nose and a suit on, looking like the IRS or something. I don't know. I don't want no problems with the IRS. I'm not calling you clowns. 
I'm just saying there's a lot of ways to use that. Um, and that's it for the night. I didn't want to give you too much. Um, we'll be doing these weekly now. Uh, this is going to be, it's going to be every Monday. Uh, it's going to debut on Sunday nights. So the early morning Monday people and the late night grinders can get it. But listen to it however you want to listen to it, whenever you want to listen to it. But I will be here available at Late Night Boss Talk. If you have a question or concern, hit me on social media. Also, late night boss talk at gmail.com. Um, we're going to uh, engage with the audience, right? We're going to help you guys get to the next level. And I'm doing these Mondays purposely um, so that you have the whole week to work on these projects. And then when next week comes, we can figure out, you know, we're going to find a few business owners, give them this exercise, and then maybe we'll have them on next week and we'll talk through it. So I'm going to uh, let you guys go. Uh, hope you guys enjoy this week. Make sure even if you're at your nine to five, you don't forget about your five to nine. And that's your personal grind. Make time for your personal grind. That is the motto. Always make time for your personal grind because nobody's going to care about your business but you. OK, we just want to stop making other people rich and stop and not working on the things that are going to take us to the next level. If you're full time in your grind on your business, then congratulations. You had you have made it past the gauntlet. But now we have to actually get some results so that you can continue to be independent, running your business, doing it like a boss. OK, so like I said, I'm at late night boss talk at Gmail and late night boss talk uh, on social media. That's L.A.T. T-E-N-I-G-H-T-B-O-S-S-T-A-L-K. I have a Facebook group. Just search Late Night Boss Talk and you could join the group. Um, and, you know, we can converse there. And that's a great way to get extra content because I'm going to be on uh, Facebook and Instagram throughout the week, um, you know, bringing people back to this. Right. So this is a this was a free training on how to improve your ads because after this if you take my advice and you use the tools i just gave you you will be telling every single hater to kiss my ads have a good night i'll talk to you later this is your boy jay gibson ceo and founder of rethink rich academy the new face of finance get used to it i'm also the million dollar manager and i'm gonna show you how to get to the next level. This is it. It's late night boss talk. Let's get it. Arr!